Hey there, welcome to The Legal Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. My name is Shanaz. I'm here with Brooksy. We're about to record episode 29 and we cannot wait. Brooksy, how are you doing, my friend? Very good, Shanaz. Very good. It's good to be back at Casa del Shanaz for another record. I'm well. I've been working, started on my Olympics gig on Monday, which was which has been good. So you got some busy shifts ahead of you. It's uh, yeah, it's going to ramp up on Friday. So, so Friday's be, opening, the uh, Saturday's opening ceremony. Yes. Well, we're I'm covering the highlights of that. So it'll be Saturday morning, and then Sunday is day one, our time. I but, wish you all the best with yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. So so you're going to have one eye on the Olympics, one eye on the NRL. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, during at work, I might be two eyes on the Olympics, but um. Yeah, I'll be I'll be definitely watching a few games when I can. Okay. I had my first or well, last weekend before the Olympics started, I went and saw an American band. Who Have you that? heard of the internet? The band or the electronic device that helps us get well. The I'm world? hoping you know what the internet, the electronic device, <laughs> as I've you heard, call it is. I've heard of the band. We do I, a lot of our stuff. On I the honestly internet. have not. I don't think I've heard them themselves, but I, I know about them, and they're good. Yeah, it's like a hip hop band. Female lead, named Sydney, awesome gig. They're just a, they're like a, I don't know. They're probably like more of a mellow roots, and yeah, they were really good. I, I believe they were up at Splendor and were one of the big, oh, one of the best performing bands up there too. But saw them at the Metro, really good. Um, <laughs> Did you get into any altercations this time? No altercations this time. Yeah. We were up the we we're up the back. Um, <laughs> so no young. Uh, no. no young college men want to dance with you or anything. No, no, no. no you refer to our early no episodes. dancing. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Brooksy time. went and saw the Cold War kids and uh, had, a, had a bit of a, a do-si-do with uh, a young man. Yeah, he was trying to grab my jaw and he did grab my jaw, but uh, I started punching him with his own hand, which was funny. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good time, Brooksy. Yeah. Um, I have been working really hard. Yeah. And I've been uh, hanging out with my young son, Chester, who's getting more adorable every day. And I also attended the Members Only Sharks training last Friday night. Sorry, before you go, is Chester in preschool yet? No, no, he's just in daycare right now, which is why he's not here. Yeah, right. He's uh, only ten and a half months old. Oh, right, right. <laughs> just some kids just grow up so quickly these days. I wasn't too sure where he's at. We well, can see the uh, the great painting he did over here. It's almost should be in a museum, right? Hands as flowers. I yes. like it. That's yes. very good. Maybe we can uh, take a photo and not send it out on our social media. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, that all good. There. I'll pass on your regards to him later on. Uh, so I went to Sharks training and that yep. was really, really cool to watch. I got to get up close and, and watch how they train and uh, quite fascinating the amount of detail that goes into it. It's not just, you know, kick the ball around, that kind of thing. The drills they do are so precise. They have drones flying around recording it. It's it's pretty cool. Wow. Did you get to hold any tackling bags? Like no, pretend I, you're in a Tina Turner film I, clip? I didn't do that, but... Some of our listeners may know and may have seen. If you ha- haven't, go look up the Shark Cast uh, on Facebook, and there's a video of me attempting a field goal on the Shark Park. <laughs> have you seen this? Put it on our social media when you get a chance. Okay, I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, tweet or whatever you want to do. Unfortunately, I didn't get the job done. <laughs> Fell short a bit. A few you boys. Missed a few on the weekend yes. as well. So. Yes, it was a bit of an omen. <laughs> were they watching you schnaz too much? They, they were hanging around. Oh, that's how you do it. I did get a few laughs. That's so. how you end the streak. I have to say, I wasn't warmed up. Yeah. And I hadn't kicked the footy for a long time. Yeah. And I was put on the spot. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, this isn't mm. the Shark Cast. It's not even the Dragon Den. This is the League Life. Yeah. A huge week in rugby league. Yeah. Oh, before we get on... Oh. TV show. I've got one for you guys. Okay. I'm sure some of you might have already watched it. The Night Of. Have you heard about it? It's on Foxtel Schnaz Showcase. We're three episodes in. <laughs> I love how you're pointing to my TV. <laughs> I'm pointing. I'm pointing to the TV. I'm pointing to the Foxtel box. It's and I pointed at the remote. I'm pretty much telling him what to do. It's called The Night. The Night Of. Oh, I saw, I've it, seen the so, ads for it. Yeah, it looks So good. James Gandolfini was going to be acting and producing this show before he passed away. 
okay. and he was going to play this um, attorney who he's basically an attorney. Like he, he goes around to the precincts and tries to pick up cases. And in this case, it's a murder. A young Pakistan, or a, a young American kid of Pakistani heritage um, is charged with the murder of a young girl. And it, the first episode sort of plays out of the background story. And I won't go into too much of it because I think it might be the show of the year, Shannon. Really? Yeah. So intense drama or? It's pretty intense. Like it's not, it's not always like there's a, there's a suspenseful like turn every like 15, 20 minutes, but it's sort of a slow build. It's, it's just, it's hard to explain, but it's just the one story and it's sort of you gradually going through the early stages of it. Well, where we're at at the moment. Um, I don't want to give too much away because it's a great show and I want you to watch it. But yeah, something to probably go back as I point to the Foxtel box Mm. and record and and whatever series link it. So keep that in mind for yourself and the people listening. Hey! Hey! Who wants to have some fun? (laughs) I do. I do. Now, are you just saying you want to have fun or do you really want to have fun? (laughs) I really want to have fun. I'm just saying I want to have some <laughs> Right now, there are 600 Titleists that I got from the driving range in the trunk of my car. <laughs> Why don't we drive out to Rockaway and hit them into the ocean? <laughs> Brooksy, what a week in rugby league. What a day yesterday it was. Breaking news. Jared the Hain Plain Hain <laughs> is back in the NRL. And we're happy to have him back. We love watching him play. Uh, and no one really saw this coming. He's joined, officially, the Gold Coast Titans. I thought he was going to, at the press conference, have the hat situation like he did with the 49ers and, yeah. and put a Vikings hat on. Yeah. And I was like, he's going to Minnesota. <laughs> he's going to open I, the dome, baby. <laughs> I thought I thought that would have been an amazing yeah. thing for him to do just to say, I'm not taking myself too seriously, which yeah. I guess maybe he is. But yeah. If he just goes, oh, I'm putting on this hat now, and had like one of those new, what are they called? The new style, new era, new era, yeah, yeah, the fitted caps, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing good. But he's it's exciting times, man. Great news, and I when I heard of it, Schnaz, I was like, it's all the whole plan of what's happened this year for the Titans. It's sort of fitting in nicely. Like DCE was meant to go there last, uh, come here this season, and. Obviously, he didn't. And now you look back and they've recovered quite nicely. Their recruitment since the ball has been kicked in round one has been pretty good. They got Conrad Harrell, they got Nathan Peets, now they mm. got Jared Hayne. Yeah. That's that's three handy pickups. Yeah. And they're get all going to help them, we think, in a, uh, a titles, you know, contention spot. They're going to, we think they're going to make the eight. They're going to be hard to beat in that first week, whether... Their fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth, if they make the finals, obviously. Yeah. Um, I I really like the signing because it's a position that they sort of haven't been able to lock down for a long time. I think, I safe to say, probably Preston Campbell was their last decent fullback. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Zilman, he gets the job done, but he yeah. doesn't really provide you with much more than that. David Mead's probably a winger, yeah, at best, uh, and and a good one too. Uh, and Josh Hoffman, I don't know where he really... I, I quite like him as a player, but he's almost like a centre, almost like a utility back rower these days. He's just He's got a lot of strength, a bit of speed still, but they're not even in the, you know... They're not even on the same tarmac as, uh, yeah. as Jared. So, this, is, this is their biggest signing in club history, right? Well, someone yesterday wrote, and there was a lot of things being written, yeah. that it was the biggest signing in NRL history, which is a bit of a... <laughs> bit of a leap how can that be if he's already been in the nrl <laughs> wait like oh we're saying just from from changing clubs sort of thing well or, the surprise the shock and everything yeah, yeah. else yeah um yeah. it's a big one for the club and i was i, I listened to graham annesley in a few interviews he's yeah. really really well spoken guy yeah. actually as a referee you sort of drilled not to like them but yeah. as a as an admin guy he's He's decent. <laughs> we probably wouldn't mind him out on the field at yeah. the moment. <laughs> a bit good, of experience. Bit of sense. But <laughs> yeah. he was basically saying how they got the job done and how he fits into the cap. Yeah. 
Uh, and basically, yeah, they had a lot of money for Cherry Evans. Yeah. And they also let 16 guys go last year. And they obviously replaced a bunch of those guys. But that's a lot of money in the cap. Yeah. Her, uh, Conrad Harrell and Pete's are on money from other clubs mostly. Mm-hmm. So they had all that money. And then they've also had a third party sponsor come in and help with Hayne. Yeah. And it's all above board. They mentioned who it was. It's actually some kind of, I'm not even kidding here, some sort of aviation company. Oh, right. So they went, oh, yeah, this is what we do. We already sponsor the Titans. Yeah. We want Hayne as the yep. ambassador. And he went, yeah, cool. So that kind of got him across the line. And, uh, you know, he was saying Neil Henry had a chance to buy every player pretty much to be on the market since last summer. And he pretty much went, no, I don't think it's going to do the job. And then he picked up the two guys he already had. And then he, they saw Hayne was available and they just went, they went for it and they got him. And from Jared Haynes press conference, he was a bit forlorn almost. He he wasn't the yeah. one thing I thought was a bit regretful was he wasn't overly excited about or sorry, he didn't project a lot of excitement about being a new Titans player. Not to say he's not happy or looking forward to it. But it was very much about how Parramatta had the chance and they let it go. And he was very kind of regretful about that. He wasn't overly angry, but it showed that he has a heart and he has feelings and that he'd been in contact with uh, Tim Manor as well, like the night before, and they were both up all night trying to work out what had gone wrong. And, mm. you know, they'd played together since they were 14 years old and now they're going to play against each other at one point. Yeah. So, the, and then, of course, the journos went nuts about the Parramatta questions. So that press conference was very much about how bad Parramatta are going Yeah. with the Titans rising above all that. And, and yeah, you know, deal of the year, if not, decade so far <laughs> yeah i think i think it's great for the area as well like you saw that the last few years the crowds have sort of dropped due to what was happening at the club and i think it's just gonna boost rugby league on the gold coast like the suns haven't been playing too well in the afl the last few seasons mainly because Gary Ablett's been injured a lot of the time. Like, I, I, I'm not the biggest AFL fan, but I'm, I went to a game this year and you watch him play and you watch him and he's so pivotal in their attacking play, like getting the ball, and he just hasn't been there. And, and with, <laughs> I'll go back to NRL now, but he, this is a big opportunity for them to get this figure yep. like they had... In the, when the Seagulls had Wally there, but Wally was pretty much at the end of his career. He was. Ben, I can compare that yesterday. He said, when I was a kid, I grew up on the, I think grew up on the Gold yeah. Coast. And he went to Palm Beach, Corumbin, which was the high school that I would have gone to if I was still on the Goldie. Ah. Yeah, I did a little stint up there too. Part of your heart's still on the yeah, Gold yeah, Coast. Yeah, so a little bit. Not, yeah. Let's not lie to the listeners yeah. here. Uh, but yeah, Ben, I can be saying that that was such a huge deal for him because he was the the emperor he was the king although he was in his final years as a player yeah to say i'm going there rather than i'm going to the roosters or wherever mm-hmm. else um was a big deal and for jared hayne does i mean fair enough a lot of clubs probably can't afford him right now yeah but he didn't have to play this season he could have waited yeah he could have gone to the roosters or dogs or another high profile club for a lot of money next yeah. year but he's chosen to play now and we think he's gonna play this week so it's it's amazing. It's an amazing storyline that's just going to keep growing as the year goes on, and hopefully for the Titans, as their um their title hopes you know keep rising. I noticed that the uh, the sporting odds decreased the market as well for a bit. Yeah, and yeah. then they and then they went from like fifty bucks to win the comp to I think like thirty, and then I think a lot of people got on that, and they're yeah. down to like I don't know eighteen or something. So yeah. the run home is not too bad for them. The toughest game is the Titan. Uh, is the Cowboys in the yeah. final round. I think it's away from home. But aside from that, they're all very winnable games. So they're coming off a 18-0 draw with the Sharks, which people are saying was the game of the year, and it was a very intense affair, and, and they played really well. So they're in very good shape, the Titans. Yeah, they're definitely, like the way they played the Sharkies, they, um, they definitely would not look out of sorts in the finals. Uh, but going back, to the Hayne signing, I'd, being a basketball fan, and I'm sure a few 
of you listeners out there are too. It's sort of... It was like deja vu all over again with the Titans and the New Orleans Hornets as they were. They're now the Pelicans. And it was a similar sort of situation that the NBA took over the Hornets. They had some star players there. Uh, There was a trade done by the GM of the Hornets to move Chris Paul to the Lakers, but they vetoed, the NBA vetoed the trade from the NBA-operated team. And basically what had happened was that trade was going to bring a lot of veteran long-term contracts to the side. But the NBA wanted to sort of start off with a clean slate at the club. They ended up trading, they ended up okaying a trade for Chris Paul to the Clippers, the other Los Angeles team, but they got young, cheap assets back for Chris Paul. They got draft picks. And then the following year, when practically the sale was imminent with a businessman at the time, they gave the Pelicans, or they didn't give the Pelicans, I shouldn't say, (laughs) but everyone thinks it was given. They won the number one pick in the lottery that year, which enabled them to draft Anthony Davis, who's one of the high echelon players in the NBA. So I'm sort of seeing a resemblance. It's obviously different because they're different leagues, but we're sort of going through that same thing. Like the the Titans have stayed pat with recruitment. They were under the cap, enabled them to get that star, not via the draft, but through free agency because Hayne was available. Now they're very attractive to sell for the NRL. Yeah, for sure. And... Uh, that's the thing with me, and I'm sure a lot of fans are pretty, you know, annoyed. Particularly para fans, as we've heard all day because uh, all <laughs> week because, you know, Jared promised he was a lifetime player at Parramatta. Yeah. How, how can you like seriously? He, he how probably can you shouldn't be disappointed. have. No, but like, yeah, he. It's the heat of the moment. He was going yeah. to the NFL. Something that not many people in the NRL community, if any had got to that level and got to that situation with the 49ers to sign with them. So I understood why he said it. But in hindsight, that's a you know, that's a big mozza boy you got leaving. Yeah, exactly. Out, so. Yeah. But but that's a thing. But they but they they are at fault. So in, the, in from what we know, they're at fault by not having their front of house in enough order to offer this fellow a contract. And that's what he was saying in the press conference. He wanted to let people know it wasn't about the Titans as such. It, like, it was. But the main thing that I got out of it, which you mentioned, was that he was saying things about para- the Parramatta situation and why he was justifying why he went to the Titans. Because don't forget, they could probably afford him because they let F- Kieran Foran go. But how, but we don't know what their situation is. It's still up in the air. We don't. We don't. But when you lose a guy who's on that much money per year, they're in a lot better position. They paid him out $200,000 and that was it. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. So that was what? Two, three, four year deal at a lot of money. And yeah. Jared signed a 1.2 deal mm. for two years. You'd think with the NRL sanctioning, of course, and doing the books for Para. Yeah, they could probably swing that, mm. but they didn't even get something in time to him. Yeah, so that's how bad they're going. Moving forward, we'll see what Parramatta does. Like they've got Corey Norman, I think, off the books, and that's the big. Th- that's their big priority at the moment for next season. But uh, yeah, it's uh, look the Titans are nicely positioned for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, it's going to be going to be good to watch. Yeah, and it's just another rivalry in that Queensland section now. You saw Diane DeCon? Something, huh? Oh, how did she look? She looked great. Oh, she asked about you. She asked about me. What what did she say? How's George? <laughs> George? She said George? She remembered my name. Diane DeCon remembered my name. She was the it girl. <laughs> Yeah, she asked for your number. I think she's going to get in touch with you. Okay, I'm telling you right now. If you're kidding around, I'm not going to be able to be a friend anymore. I'm serious about that. You got that? I got no problem with that. Good. Because if this is a lie, if this is a joke, if this is your idea of some cute little game, we're finished. Expect a call. Oh, my God, he's not kidding. 
Episode 29 will be forever known as the episode where we talked about the end of the Cronulla Sharks winning streak. 18 all, as you mentioned in the Jared Haynes segment. Tell me what you thought, what you're thinking. It was a great game. At the end of the game, I sort of exhaled. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Jeez, all right, what's what's going on in my life? You know, I was I was glued to the couch. It was a really good performance from both teams. Yeah. I think the Sharks probably had some chances there, but yeah, uh, what did you think from a Sharks perspective? Oh, well, first of all, I'm glad that another streak is not over and that's they're still undefeated after 16 matches. Yeah. So that's, that's still a great accolade. And the way that they did have the streak broken is pretty cool. It wasn't like they got thrashed. It's not like they didn't try. They went... Toe to toe with a really good team, away from home. Away from home, yeah. uh, the Sharks look a bit tired, mm. and they've got a short turnaround this week against the Raiders. So that that could be a bit of an issue, but um, I was really happy with the way that they came back. So they were winning twelve nil, yeah. let the other team back into it. They were definitely out muscled. They were out sharked for a long time in that game. <laughs> out sharked is that a term? Yeah, now? it's a okay. thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, but about sixty five minutes onwards, including. Golden Point, so the last sort of 25 minutes of the game, they really muscled up and they had chances to win the game. Maloney had two great shots at field goal, both from Fafita, um, quick play the balls, and he really should have nailed them, yeah. and he didn't. But, you know, you can learn from that. Uh, and from the very last moment, Valentine Holmes had a great break down the right-hand side, and they, they could have scored some sort of miracle try, but... In a lot of ways, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I'm kind of okay with the draw because the spectacle was amazing and the Titans, I think both teams earned a point, you know. There was a bit of grit. There was a bit of like it was, angst as well. Like you, it you was finals. Fear and bird. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it, it was, was finals footy. There was some stuff I really didn't like. I mean, the way that Fafita carries on, mm. for the most part, I don't approve of. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's good for anything or anyone. And I think it's only going to get him and the club in trouble, to be honest. Yeah. And that that teeters down to kind of you, Jack Bird's getting involved and Jimmy Maloney as well. And uh, it's it's just not a good look. And then we had the coin gate, of course, the flipping oh, the coin. Oh, yeah. I, I don't really know too much about the coin gate. So did Graham sort of lied about who, what he, he called? Did. Or? He, apparently he did. So, so golden point time flip the coin and the Titans had the call. It should be the away team, isn't it? Oh, whatever happened. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah, happened. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. Basically, the Gold Coast won the toss. Mm. But Way Graham chimed in straight away and said, I oh, will go that way or we'll get the ball or whatever it was. <laughs> and then Ryan James going, what are you talking about? I won it. And then the ref's going, like, what's going on? And Way Graham's going, yeah, yeah, I'll... Surely. They did, and then Cronulla won the toss. <laughs> oh, that, that's fine. I don't think so. Because uh, he came out and said, yeah, I lied. <laughs> oh, shit. And then all I've heard about ever since is that it is the worst thing in rugby league that ever happened. I'm like, is this really a big problem? Why don't, why don't they just go to the bunker? Yeah. And the bunker can I kid have you like not, a big wheel or something? Like I kid the, you not, I believe that Ryan James might have even asked that. <laughs> go to the bunker to check the coins. Yeah, there is audio of it. So go watch it. I've got a head. Just going to check the landing uh, and make sure there's a Queen Elizabeth exposed. It was a great game. It's a shame that headlines of that have to happen. Uh, Maloney was charged with uh, some contact on the leg of Harrell. He beat that charge last night. So he's yeah. he's going to play on the weekend. He, he outsharked the judiciary. <laughs> that's right. Um, so that's what's going on there. and mm. It was a great game. I, yeah. I was actually surprised at how tense I was feeling towards the end because... Yeah. I'm not being smug here. I'm just being honest. Top of the table. Streak on the line. I think that was it. The yeah. streak on the line. It wasn't mm. anything else. It wasn't like, oh, we're not going to get the one premiership, yeah. whatever else. It was like, I want this streak to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. I think the good thing about you guys getting the point is we're going to look in. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to throw my crystal ball out there, Shnaz. That point's going to make round 26 interesting. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to do, which is good. Yeah. And it could... You know, you will either be one behind or one, one ahead. ahead. <laughs> Let's see how it plays out. But yeah, I I just like Greg Bird and and Wade Graham were just. Uh, Wade ridiculous. Graham, Wade Graham got that team back into the game. He 
had what we call at Fox Sports uh, an in-goal escape. It was really great. He, he, he defended the ball in-goal, beat a few guys, got out, really great effort, and that kept them alive with the ball. And then in Golden Point, he was really yeah. great as well. So big, big shout-out to Wake Graham. So Graham, 28 runs, 250 metres, 31 tackles. Greg Bird, 27 runs, 266 metres, a game high, yeah. and 34 tackles. Yeah, he's really... Uh, we've discussed this. Bird I don't is, like him. I don't like Greg Bird, but that was... You don't have to like that him. Was a great, that was a great <laughs> this is, performance. You know what? You've just end. raised an interesting subject. Yeah. And, and we're trying to st- uh, stick to the script here, people. But yeah. you know what? We're people with feelings and yeah. ears and eyes, and we hear and see things. Yeah. And, you know, all this... You know, I hear things every day. I don't like that guy. I, yeah. I really... I hate that guy. Why has he yeah. got to be like that? I don't... I don't like that team because of that guy. You know what? You're not supposed to like every guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a spectator of a sport, mm. and if a guy's going to flip a coin and lie about it, well, does it really impact on your life? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, let's just move on. Yeah. It doesn't make Wade Graham an evil person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did what he did. Mm. He probably doesn't regret it. The Sharks live the fight another day. Um, it's the same with any player in any club. It's, and I have, you know, I have my players that I don't like. Yeah, every second episode we uh, talk about how much you you don't like Job. or you dislike oh, Josh, Josh Reynolds. Reynolds. And while we're on the subject, Shaz, please. Yeah, I think um, it's my turn to have a bit of a dig at Josh Reynolds. But like, I can't believe you're, you're still what? tripping. Yeah. Like I look, I well, he can't seen, tackle though. So. I haven't seen the actual. Initial footage. Well, I'll stand up and show you what happened. Did, did he did he put his hand on him before? There is there is a hand motion. Yeah, but the legs way out. Yeah, so it's not like he just put his leg out like that. Yeah, but the hand is somewhere around here. But it was he was charged with tripping mm. and he, got off because of the low point system and that sort of thing. That's the problem. It's like why is a trip sort of worse than a whole lot of other categories? It's That's, an, it's, it's a professional foul. Like we used to saw be, it live. It used to be a send off. And I look, I'm I don't I don't care. Like the dragons lost. I'm not going into we should have won that. No, that's the dragon den, another week. That's the dragon den and that you'll hear that on that um dragonden.com.au <laughs> non existent podcast. But Joel Thompson was pretty much through a gap and he tripped him. The refs missed it. It's a disgrace. He's not getting suspended. It's so a disgrace. If, like, if he does it again in, let's say, four weeks' time in a tight battle. Well, he does it once a year. And he gets off with... Probably twice just, a year it, now. It's just... I, 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 don't, I don't know. And and Tyson Frizzell is now suspended for slightly yeah. touching the rare. Yeah. And yes, pres- I, look, if that's been happening throughout the season, which it has been, that's fair enough. I don't care. Brooksy, we all feel exactly the way you feel. Yeah. You watch that incident, in inverted commas, the referee does not even flinch. Yeah. Now, if he's done something that's aggressive towards him or made him feel intimidated, Mm. absolutely throw the book at him. But you can't... You know what? If they need to go down this road, a fine system. You can't miss a game for it. Yeah, that's a great... That's a great fine... Fine's good because it's it, it puts the onus on the players not to touch referees. Yep. Like, just, just stand there. You can still be charged if there is some aggression yeah. there. Yeah. But if there's contact, a fine system. James Graham on Sterlow's show last night on Fox, mm. he said he'd love to see in the referee's report, you know, 36-minute James Graham accidental touch, maybe review it. Yep. And leave it up to the referees to go, yep. oh, where was that moment where that guy touched me or ran into me or whatever? Mm. But it, you can't have these reviewers after the game, you know, going play by play and going, oh, look at that. He, his foot is right next to the referee's foot while he's on the defensive line. That's a week. Yeah. Because that's what we're coming down to next. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, the referees are so involved in the game. I've been watching the second marker a lot. This is what my life has become, Brooksy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the second the second referee yeah. in the ruck. His sole job is to go off the tackle now, <laughs> but he moves in with the motion of his hand yeah. saying, get up, and he's right in the contact. Yeah. Well, what happens if the defender gets up really quick and accidentally knocks him? That's it's two weeks. No, no, no. That won't be 
considered because well, it's no, we no, don't no, know. But that's the whole inconsistency of it. Like, but we don't it's know. Got to, it, there's got to be something, and I think you're spot on with it. A fine is a great, a great option there instead of a club missing a player for a, a, the following week for touching someone the previous, uh, touching the ref the previous week. But as much as like, the club is hurt, now yeah. he's tainted as the guy that ran into the ref or, or on his record book. It says. Yeah, he was Contact with away. the official. Then, like, in three years' time, okay, you and I will remember what it is, but yeah. someone else will go, oh, they, wow, he had contact with the ref. I wonder yeah, what that's about. It's, it's a, it was a funny, there was a funny tweet from one of our new followers, Schnaz, at MacDaddyMaker. Hey, James MacDaddy. Mac, Tyson Frizzell found guilty of not being Cameron Smith. <laughs> and, like, that was the thing and that really annoyed me. I know that's the rule and he got the week and that's fine, but there's precedents where players haven't been suspended and there's other fans out there with other situations with rugby league where it's the consistency in terms of decision making off the field is inconsistent or or when tony archer for instance justifies what and, and look i don't care what the refs do like it's they're out there they're making the decisions like you've got to stick with it but if but if they make the decisions later on and justify what's going on in the right manner, then that's fine. If they just jump around and change the rule and go, no, no, that's the right decision. And we saw that earlier in the week. Last Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah, last Thursday. Roosters with, v. Um, Brisbane. The Broncos, Herman Essiesi, I think it was, that, that had crossed for a try and... It was ruled a double movement. Well, I think it was given a try on the field, and they went yes. to the video referee. Yes, it was. Yeah, and he said double movement, and the entire NRL world, including us, because we're part of the NRL world. Yeah, we just our jaws dropped, and we walked away, and we were troubled, and we had our favourite or one of our favourite callers, Andrew Voss, mm. on air yeah. threatening to leave the box and go home ten minutes early, which he's never done before. Yeah. And then he blew up in the post post interview <laughs> with Gaz. Yeah, he was like, he, you could see the hue of his face, <laughs> like gradually go red. The ruling was double movement, and yeah. so what? You know, I'm sure you've all seen it, but basically, what his elbow might have touched a millimeter of grass or something. Yeah, it's hard to say. Well, that's the thing with grass; you can't really tell how deep the elbow's it, going. But it wasn't a double movement. Yeah, no, it, yeah, exactly. And that was the way it was. The way it, look. Schnaz, it's so tough because I I don't want to bag out refs. No, 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 and no, no. It's such a tough job. And you're going to have next season people like, there's going to be an advertisement, bunker, bunker official <laughs> or on-field referee, and there's going to be no applicants. I'll do No the one wants to do it. I'll put my hand out to be the bunker guy. But this is the thing. Imagine I all think, the pizza you'd have. Oh, the Nespresso machine. Yeah. Anytime you like. General, get me a slice of margarita and I'll have a black coffee too, please. <laughs> like it's it's going to be hard for them to recruit. I, I know what you're saying. Future, we don't, we don't want to bag the future. We don't want to bag out the refs. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Brooksy, I'm going to suggest to you that when you see it happen in a grand final and it costs a team, yeah. you're going to bag a ref. Oh, I mean, be... cast your mind back to Melbourne, Brisbane, was it 06 grand final? And there was a lot of bad decisions in that, and it cost Melbourne, who I can't remember, cost one of those teams the grand final. And we're in that territory right now. Yeah. But, but it's going to be a lot more obvious. It's not going to be an on-field guy making the wrong decision. It's going to be the bunker, the $2 million bunker. And I don't know what's going to happen, you know? Imagine if that's a team that's never won a comp and they're in the grand final, and that costs that team that grand final win. Yeah. What do you think their fans are going to do? Whether it be at the ground or at... A certain establishment down south. <laughs> They're not oh going to be happy, God. Brooksy. I know. I, I it could be hope. part just two of you know what that happened ten years. Like, come on, man. Yeah. It could be any team, and it can definitely happen. They got to fix it. Yeah. Definitely. There's, there's, there's actually no reason why with the bunker that they can get decisions wrong. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's too late until we have to. We have to basically wait until next season and. The whole didn't like they tested it for a round <laughs> or a couple of games, and the thing is, I would have been testing it for the full season without going live. Like 
doing like situations where you could make the decision. Yeah. Have the bunker set up. It costs $2 million. Yeah, that's $2 million we're going to spend to get it right. Whereas now, people are going to be like, well, what a waste of money. Like, what a. But I guess the, the point that I've heard and I agree with it's not really the technology, it's the people. Yeah, but that's. It's their first season doing it, Schnaz. Like, there's going to be. Yeah, but they would have made those same decisions with the old VRF system last year, right? Yeah, I think so. But that's. But. This is the thing. I think that when you're going to test something like this, at least have a bit, like go through a season and work out what could potentially go wrong. Why does the boss of the referees, Tony Archer, why does he have to come out and always stick up for his people's decisions? Why can't he ever say anything's wrong? I mean, he does occasionally. I shouldn't say not always. But in this instance, he's just, that's such a negative response. Yeah. Everyone's wrong and they're right. But that's the thing. Like, it just, it would just add to the controversy to the referees and the bunker officials that if he came out and went, oh, yeah, we uh, screwed up again. Like, that's the hard thing. You're not really getting... I think some of the decisions Archer's made is very pro-bunker because they've already been hammered. And right. for them to admit responsibility is probably making it worse. That So the people can't go, oh, we told you so. Exactly. And they just stick and they go, oh, whoop, next round started already. It's Thursday night. Bang. Now, everyone's forgotten. Something we skimmed over in the Golden Point story yeah. was how bad the officiating was for both teams. The coaches mentioned in their press conferences, and they mentioned, so Shane Flanagan from the Sharks mentioned how both teams were offside in the final 10, his own team included. Yeah. The refereeing was really poor. It's a different game. Shane. Doesn't matter. Can't be. But it's a bad attitude. That's, but no, no, no. That's, but but that's, what, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, but we don't want that. Warriors games. We don't watch. We don't want that anymore. The Warriors Penrith game was the same. Yeah, I know. But Isaac Luke did that run in the three markers, and he, they didn't pull up a penalty. You're right. And and this is this so is, why aren't they blowing penalty? <laughs> I, I, that's exactly right. Here's what we're doing, Brooksy. It's just gonna allow. We've had this. over. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Over a hundred Golden Point matches now since it came in. I yeah. think we're at 102, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Here's what I want to happen this weekend. I, I want it to happen tonight when the Dragons and Broncos go into Golden Point tonight yeah. at Wynn Stadium what or whatever the hell it's the, called. What do you reckon the full-time score is going to be? 4 all. Yeah, I think that's a bit high. But Both kickers missed the conversions. <laughs> 2 all, I reckon. Um, I want to see, with the TV broadcast here and the radio, it's like a boxing fight. The boxing. The, the, the referee calls in the two captains. First of all, make sure you get the captain's the coin toss, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Wade Graham won't be so, there. So do the, be fine. do the coin toss. Hmm. And then before they're about to run off and, you know, boys, this is what's happening from this second on forevermore. Yeah. You will be penalised for being inside the yep. 10. You'll be penalised for being, being square straight. of the marker. Yeah. And this is going to be officiated like it's the first minute of a regular game. Hmm. You got that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Do you understand? Hmm. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Go. Yep. Play football. Yes. Otherwise, I mean, here's the other issue I have with, with things now on Brooks. It's such a crazy world we're living in. They've changed <laughs> the rules for the final system, right? So it's yeah. good. There's mm. going to be golden try for the first five minutes. Yeah. I, I think they swap ends. Golden try for the next five minutes. Mm. So you've got 10 minutes to play it out. Mm. You've got to score a try, and I believe you have the right of return. So it's 10 minutes. Yeah. Pretty sure. If it's still drawn... Sounds good if, if it isn't. If it's I'm, still drawn then... I can't wait for the finals. After 10 minutes, yeah. it's golden point. Oh, different game. Well, <laughs> It'll change at the 90th minute. So my question to you is twofold. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we do that now? Mm. Why wait for the finals? Yeah. Shouldn't the boys have a bit of warm-up time? Yeah. And B, why does it go from golden try yeah. to golden point? To golden half a point. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, why? Yeah, I, I why don't just keep playing until someone scores? Yeah, I think I think that's it. I, it's finals, like it's it's rare it's going to happen, and yeah. that'll make it the greatest thing ever. Yeah, and that's like you know we watch the Stanley Cup every now and then, Schnaz. We do, and it just they just keep rolling in overtime. They play twenty minute periods until a goal scored, and it would be great to see that. And it's a war of attrition, well, rugby league, uh, and I'm, they'll eventually with can, the attackers we, that we've got, there'll be a try scored. Can we get? Todd Greenberg, come round to my house next week. Yep. 
We'll get him a coffee from the cafe. Yeah. Maybe a sandwich. How was your sandwich, by the way? It was good. It was good. Okay. Not bad. And I want to hit up Toddy with some real questions, not some fluffy ones. I don't want to attack the guy. Fluffy questions. I just want to say, Todd, explain this to me. Mm. Why is there different extra time rules in the regular season yeah. and then in posts yeah. in final season? And then why in final system are you going to tinker with that and go from try to point to try to point? It's just... I don't know. Yeah. And I have one last question for Brooksy. I know you don't like hammering the refs. Yeah. Why does the second ref... I told you I've been watching the second ref a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got issues. <laughs> Why does the second ref have to just come in and instruct the player when to lift off the yeah, just tackled them. player? Yeah. Is there another sport... Answer me this. This is a 100% serious mm. question. Another sport in the world where the officials instruct players how to play rather than officiate. Can you think of one? Off the top of my head? Yeah, no, I can't. So can't. why this great game of ours, this special, special game, why are they doing that? Yeah. You're offside. Yeah. Don't go in front of me. Mm. You're in front of me. Blow the whistle. Get off the tackler. This is where you feed the ball. Don't lift your head. Mate. Exactly. No, you're, you're spot are, on. These Shane. are trained professionals who have been playing this game their entire life. Yeah. I don't know when we got into this. Probably, what, in the last, definitely the last 10 years. Mm. But I know I sound like an old man. I get that. But I, I've i been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's a good point. I think that's the thing. The refs have to get rid of that. Get rid of that. Penalise players for not doing things. They'll they'll stop doing it, and then they can concentrate on the more, the bigger calls in terms of when they're instructing why they're giving that call. Um, you watch yeah, the, you I, watch I, the I defenders. Agree. They make a tackle. They look at the referee. Yeah. Look at the referee. Look at the referee. Oh, okay, I'm up. Yeah. I like it. I should tell you <laughs> that at this point. She's under the impression that you're a, uh, a what? A marine biologist. A marine biologist? Yes. Why am I a marine biologist? I may have mentioned it, but I'm not a marine biologist. Yes, I know that. So? Why, you don't think it's a good job? Well, what if she calls me? What am I supposed to say? What are those people doing over there? There's a beached whale. She's dying. Does anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> Save the whale, George. For me. I don't know if it was divine intervention or the kinship of all living things, but I tell you, Jerry, at that moment, I was a marine biologist. <laughs> so we've been talking about your boys and the storm. Great win over the Cowboys minus JT and the Cowboys as well as being one of those top three, top four teams. One of the three has to win it. Oh, it's out of those three. That Even though in the it. first eight weeks, the Broncos were going to win it. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get at here. Like the Broncos, you it's safe to say they've dropped out of the top four. They have not been impressive. I think they've only won three of their last 11 games, Schnaz. But, um... Peppy Schnaz's cat just bit me. Um, just Peppy. thought I'd uh, record that down at uh, 47. 20. Anyway. Um, and I was watching on Sunday how good the Raiders were against the, yeah. the Bunnies. Yeah. 54 to 4, I think it was, Schnaz. Yeah, it was. Lock it in. Is it safe to say that the Raiders are in that new top four? Of premiership. Of where, yeah. Yeah. Because I can't really see any of the teams outside the top three. For in, oh, pre- recently, I couldn't really see anyone out of that top three yep. challenge and, and be one of those grand final teams. But on the back of what the Raiders have showed us in recent weeks, you have to add them to that group, right? But they're on a pretty big uh, run of wins. Yeah. And they've gone under the radar. They're in third spot and people are realizing now that they're a bit of a threat. I'm not one of these people, Brooksy, these these fans that um label teams to be that. Mm. I, I'm a believer whether the stats stick up for it or not, 
that if you're in the eight, particularly say top six, you can you can have a chance of doing something special. Yeah. Obviously, top four, yeah, I get it. And this year, there has been a bit of a difference between the top three or four and the rest of the of the comp. I get that yeah. too. But I'm not here to say that someone outside of that can't make a run. I mean, mm. there's what five or six weeks to go. Yeah. And like, I'm not. I'm just picking this team for example, Penrith. I don't think Penrith are going to win the comp. They may not even make the eight. Yeah. But they have the talent to win five in a row, and then become a threat. Yeah. And that's what Canberra have done. And Canberra, yes, are a major threat to the comp. Mm. They're well coached. Ricky's sort of found his gift for coaching again. Went missing for a while, but he's back. Really great squad. He's Giants. He's, he's land of giant forwards who are coming to Cronulla this week. They're yeah. unbelievable. Probably the best hooker in the game aside from Cam Smith in Josh Hodgson. Yeah. You've got the edge attack of Rapana and, and BJ, which is just yeah. killer. And Croker's crossing. Yeah, they're all they're all informers, I guess is what I'm getting Our at. Our weekly mention of Jared Croker. Had to get it in. Yeah, hi yeah. Jared, how you doing? Uh so they're a threat. Yeah. We're gonna have a good game against them this week. Cronulla's in for a shock if they're gonna if Cronulla fans go to Shark Park, which I hope they do, and think they're in for an easy win over the, the Raiders, forget it. They're gonna really I think you're gonna have the, you might have another classic on your hands here. Yeah, it's gonna be very close. Um and I, I have no reason to see them continuing their run. I'm, I yeah. mean, if they win this week, woof, the headlines will be out for them. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, Brisbane, I'm not going to rule out because you look at their team and they've got some great players. Yeah. And they've got great players all over the park in key positions. And I'm not going to be one of those negative league fans slash media people that say they're done. Because yeah. there's what, f- as I keep saying, I don't know how many weeks are left, but it's five or six. And then you have the finals. If they win half their games, they'll probably make the finals. Yeah. They might play a home game at Suncorp. Uh, I'm not really, you know, Wayne Bennett. Tonight's the key. It, it's massive. It, and I think they're going to go down and win in Wollongong. Yep. <laughs> Pardon the pun. But. If they lose this, they're on 24 points. The Dragons go up to 22. There's like seven teams. Manly have won their last four. Yeah. They're on, I think they're on 20. Well, they, they look likely to win this week against Para. Like it's an absolute uh, long jam I for do, three positions. I do think that the Broncos need to start winning tonight. You're yeah. right. And if they do that. It, it, the monkey will be off the bat. Yeah. I guess I just think that a Wayne Bennett coach team with guys like Milford, and Hunt, and Boyd, and 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 Maguire, and and McCulloch, and all, yeah. the, and you know the back rowers. Gillette's back this week, right? I, yeah. I, I just I can't He's say that I can't say that team is not going to win another game. Yeah, I can't say they're not going to be a premiership threat. At the moment, they look like they're on shaky ground. Yeah, and they will be on shaky ground down at Wynn because it'll be raining and wet and patchy. So until nine thirty tonight, it's going to go either they're going to be. I think as They're much as I have it in the media, as much as I ride the dragons, yeah. Um, and I'm not look. I'm not even stitching you up. I I think that this year your squad's not great. Yeah, no, it's you, you, the attacking options are really limited. But mm. I think if you turn up and defend, if you get lucky with some kicks and that kind of thing, which in the wet weather, mm. then you can absolutely win the game. It's going to be like that that South game at the SCG earlier in the Could year, be, yeah. where. It's actually that's the game yeah. we need, and this and this is a scary thing. And I was sort of going to touch on it before, Shnaz. This is going to go either two ways for the Broncos. It's going to be we totally forget about what's happening at the Broncos in the past few weeks, and they get the win. If they don't win this, they're going to get absolutely hammered in the media, particularly down here, and they're they're, they're not a, like there's serious contenders that might take their place in the top eight. Penrith, like there's so like the like we've got the Warriors, Titans, uh, yeah, Warriors Titans yep. this week, which is a game that I'm looking forward to watching. One of those teams are going to get two points, and be up with the Broncos if they lose. So, the Broncos, it's such a like it's a sneaky big game this one. Oh, absolutely, and I think from here on in, for the top ten teams in the comp, mm. they're all big games. Yeah, I mean. 
that's another reason why I wasn't unhappy with the Sharks getting a point on the weekend on Monday because they got a point. <laughs> yeah. That's a point that they've got yep. in the bank, you yep. know? So Still ahead of the storm. But yeah, but, my, but, but I guess I'm just saying, Brooksy, that every yeah. point, whether it's one or two, is going to be handy from here on in. Yeah. So good luck to your Dirty Dragons. I hope they uh, make you happy tonight, Brooksy. Oh, it'd be a great win if they do. We really need to win by 161 points to get rid of our uh, points differential, which which will, I guess it would be a bit tough to do in the wet with that attacking team. But um, yeah, it 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 starts off a, a good weekend. What is there any games that you're looking forward to, Schnaz? Like I mentioned before, the Titans Warriors seven v eight. That's going to be con- one of those teams will be consolidating a spot in the top eight. Um. Is there anything else? Obviously, Sharks, Canberra. Yeah, yeah. I'm Saturday, looking, are you heading to that game? I'm hoping to be there. Yeah, I got to yeah. work beforehand. But um, I'll look at Tigers, Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, no I, JT at Leichhardt. I think that um, the Tigers to me a bit of an interesting prospect there. Yeah. Without Robbie, it's I want to see how they go. You know, mm. I want to see if Taylor's going to back up what he says about you know someone who I also that have a great fondness for and see if it actually is legit. Can they play yeah. better without Robbie? Is Robbie that much of a hindrance to him? So yeah. that's pretty fascinating. And they've played some good footy the last few weeks. Mm. JT, if he plays, has never won at Luckout Oval. There you go. Yeah. Wow. An interesting game for me, Shaz, is Penrith Roosters. Uh-huh. Because we're going to see where Penrith stand after that great performance against the Broncos last week. The Roosters, and we mentioned this, Going to cause some dramas heading into the finals, even though they're out. They had a good win last week. Let's see. This is I, I want to see the Panthers own the Roosters here and jump into the top eight. I, if they don't win this, like the Broncos, where where are they at? Like, are they going to be in the top eight? I mentioned them before as an example of a yeah. team that could go on a run, but they they have been inconsistent to this date. So. Yeah. It's a must win. Yeah. As particularly if Manly beat Para, it's just it's just pushing more like the Tigers and Manly. It's they're pushing up. They're putting pressure on the Panthers, on the Warriors, on the Titans. So let let's see how it goes. I I think it's a really good round this one. Yeah, it is. It's Women really in league round. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Um I saw on like a Wednesday nights become a bit of my league TV viewing night I record yeah. shows and watch them later on at night once you know Chester's gone to bed once and Bachelor's finished once the Bachelor's finished yeah. and uh, I watched uh, Sterlow's always a must for me I love that show yeah but I watch a bit of 360 uh, you know watch a bit of the footy show all sorts of stuff and, and there was a lot of uh, great promotion for women in league around they had uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name is it Ruan it's the the, the Sims sister yeah. who plays for the Jillaroos captain of the Jillaroos she had a really great interview with Peter Sterling. Really well-spoken and, and yeah. passionate person. And it was a great insight into her life with her bigger brother. Or I'm not sure if they're bigger brothers. Maybe she's uh, one of the older siblings. But with her brothers who are football stars. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's an important round. It's it's uh, it's an interesting one, Brooksy. Women in League. Yeah. Do you, oh, I floated this on Twitter. If you're convicted of domestic violence charges, should you be able to play women in league round shows? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's look, a tough it one. It would then. never happen, but I think there's got to be. I reckon coaches should drop players like down at the the reserves bench, so then they have to come onto the field by themselves, <laughs> and then let the fans throw eggs at them, throw eggs at them, or do what um, <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> Yeah, hot dogs. Uh, I yeah. I don't know, Brooksy. It's the, an interesting one. Yeah, I, I know. It's, it's, it's a pretty. It's controversial. It's a pretty weird punishment. Yeah, like you play all year, but three years ago you did this horrendous yeah. act. Yeah, you threw a. You might be rehabilitated. I hope you are, but you can't play this game. I, I don't know. It's got some merit. It should like going forward. It should be because you know the NFL have that domestic violence. Um, I was going to say angle. The and rule. It's like a rule, yeah. yeah. Like when um, Ray Rice yeah. went through his situation with his partner, they had sort of protocol to go through that. Uh, it would be interesting if the NRL brought in protocol for domestic violence and said, okay, standard is you're going to miss half a season, 12 games, 
but you can never play in women in league ground and you have to go out and talk about domestic violence and how it's not on. Look, it'd be a good... Um, <laughs> it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? It'd be a good lesson for the people involved. It would also be, you know, just a good... Pro- not a You're good prevention. You're out there, aren't you? Like, just... Yeah, yeah, you are. And yeah. maybe you should have to do that. Yeah. There was a great piece on the footy show last night, which is not something one often says. And Erin <laughs> uh, Mullen did a story on uh, domestic violence. And, you know, I know this is another shark story or whatever, but uh, a, a lady at the Sharks who, I think she might be the stadium manager, yep. she's got a a charity, I believe it's called the Beauty Bank. Oh, you yeah. can look that up, and basically, it's a it's a charitable organization, and they give um, like sort of beauty products and fragrances and just things like that to victims of domestic violence as a gesture, like a basket yeah. of goods, just to mm. sort of say, you know, you don't deserve this, and and here's a yeah. gift, and and I, I guess it's a I'm not I swear to God I'm not trying to be like funny here or anything, but it's like you know if you're a woman and you and you know us as men we don't really appreciate those things, but women. Yeah. And it makes them feel more everyday, normal kind yeah. of thing. So, a, a lady there, she's got that charity going, and they had a story on that, which was great. You know, the players and the staff support it, but it turned out that the lady actually was a victim of it, of domestic violence, and she mm. got out of that, learnt from it, um, and and formed this amazing charity, which now I think you know helps like five thousand people a year. And oh, that's awesome! So it's good that. The media outlets are covering this yeah. round as well, and but you're right, and and what we touched on, Aaron Mollong saying a few weeks ago, it's all a double standard if the NRL don't crack down on future players who yes. would commit this crime. So yeah, and I remember, I think it was earlier in the year, I saw this uh, young entrepreneur. He started. In America, a removalist company. So it was these like big guys, athletes, gym junkies, whoever, and they would go in and help women move from those right. sort of situations, right. which I thought was amazing. It was sort of something that that um, he'd started non non profit yep. organization, yep. and. Enable women to get out of those situations, and I thought that was great. Like, there's little things like that. I'm not saying that we need to start an NRL removalist company sort of thing, but it's just thinking outside the square and doing little things that may help. And it's such a strange thing, Brooksy, because it's such a, it's such a almost regular part of life in the sense that it happens more than we know. Yeah, but then at the same time. You know, as far as I know, I don't know anyone that, uh, like, for example, a man that has done that yeah. to a woman. I'm not sure if I know a woman that suffered that or not, but yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, you and I, it's like, we're pretty normal dudes, and that's just, like, you know, the worst thing someone can do. Yeah. But yet there are these stats out there that say, oh, which is true, that yeah. it happens, you know, every hour or whatever. Mm. And it's just crazy to think that that's where we're at in the world and yeah. anything like this that promotes and let's not let's not forget the fact that this isn't domestic violence round. No, no, we've got yeah, yeah. It's women in league yeah. round. We're just yeah. stretching off yeah. here a little bit. But it's just it's it's sad that we've gotten to this point where there is so much need to help and 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 and, and let the governments, you know, giving out millions of dollars, which they rightly should, about how to prevent and how to help these yeah. unfortunate situations. But Back to the positives, women yeah. in league round. I always love these stories, Brooksy, where, yeah. you know, your fatty Vortons or your Matty Johns or whoever, insert your media personality, will say, yeah, you know, without my mum driving me to the games every week, yeah, I wouldn't be... And it's a true story. I'm not mm. denying it's not true, yeah. but I love that that's what we dumb it down to sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, those women in the canteens. <laughs> yeah. And it's not saying that that's not true. It's 100% no, it's, true, but it's it, like... Exactly. It, it's more than that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's right. Like, it's... It's all the lifts you get to games. It's all the sandwiches and oranges that are cut. It's all the, like, everything. Like, I, it's funny because my league um, fanaticism came from my grandmother. Yep. And Big Bulldogs fan. 
big Bulldogs fan. I was I was watching. Oh, I was up there a couple of Monday nights ago before I played basketball, and I had a chat with her. I was like, Schnaz, we've got to do maybe a an episode with her talking about the Bulldogs season. Yeah, okay. It was hilarious. Okay, but like going back to what we're saying, the way rugby league is from the bottom to the top would not happen without the women involved in the game. Our podcast probably would not have happened if it wasn't for my grandmother, my mother, right. your partner. Right. It's just so, there's so many factors. And it, to me, it's, it's great that we celebrate around for that reason. Like the mothers, the partners, the daughters, the grandparents, the grandmothers. I think that they're all involved just as much as any of the players and coaches and management are. Yeah. In the team. And people forget how many. Like the percentage of supporters yeah. are females. Yeah, a lot of it's a generalization that it's a man's sport to watch, and mm. you go to the game. It's just like a whole bunch of guys. Well, I don't know what the stats are, but there's yeah. a lot of women who go watch rugby league. Yeah, in the flesh, and yeah. and they're also should be celebrated and and yeah. and feel welcome, and it's a great thing. I I just I hope it's done correctly every year to the as classy as they can do it, you yeah. know? The sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. I got about 50 feet out, and suddenly, the great beast appeared before me. I tell you, he was 10 stories high if he was afoot. As if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. I said, easy, big fella. <laughs> All right, Shnaz, that's it. Episode 29. It's been great to come back here, your humble abode, and enjoy doing the podcast with you. What's uh, what's your rest of the week looking like? Uh, we've got a Shark Cast TV taping this afternoon, which will be fun. I think we're going live on Facebook, actually. So Nice. Keep sure. an eye out for that if you get it online. Yes. Before um, that. And then you're heading down to Wynn Stadium to watch the Blockbuster match? No, no, heading back. Back in the You'll north, You'll be turning right. <laughs> I'll off be coming, Kingsway. Yeah, well, I'll be coming back, I think. A <laughs> yeah. couple of days off and back into it on the weekend and busy times ahead. A few thousand schooners on Sunday night. Well, if we win, maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, Brooksy, give yeah. a quick shout out to our social media outlets, please. Okay, so Twitter and Instagram, we're at League Life NRL. And on Facebook, the same handle, at League Life NRL. Or you can find us by writing in the League Life with Brooksy and Schnaz. The podcast, you're obviously listening somewhere, but we're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash League Life NRL. We're on iTunes, just search League Life NRL podcast and you'll find us. Subscribe, comment, rate us, do whatever you usually do on iTunes. Give us the five stars, whatever you want, and tell your friends to do so too. Also, we're on Stitcher. All you need to do there is search Legal Life Podcast and you'll find us. Do the same thing there. Rate us. Throw in a few comments on social media. Send in anything. We really want to see you guys at the games leading into the finals. We've got, is it Michael Nielsen? That, yeah. That tags us in his photos. He's going man. to Shark Park. Good man. Or on the road. He is a massive Sharks fan. He's always involved in the banter So. Michael, thank you very much. We apologise for the hard life you live, my friend. Yeah, it's going to sound desperate, but it's not desperate. We just want to. We want <laughs> to wait to see we, where this We want to spread the word, Brooksy, about our yeah. podcast. Yeah. If you like our podcast enough, and it's not a challenge, just and if you do, you'll see that we'll tweet out links to our episode. Feel free to retweet it. Feel free to. Put it on your Facebook and tag your friends and just keep spreading it because we spread it as much as we can, but it always helps if someone else is helping. So if you like what we do and you are inclined to, please share the episode. Yeah, we're really appreciative of any retweets on Twitter and shares on Facebook, even just posting things on Instagram, wherever. It's it's amazing. And we, we enjoy looking and seeing where you're at, what you're doing, whether it's league or non-league. We love the chat about bands, albums, TV shows, movies. And uh, another thing too, Shnaz, I wanted to give a shout out to Paul. 
He's uh, our one of our f- listeners from Canada, uh-huh. who I met when I went over to Toronto. Paul yep. sent us in a photo. His partner had a baby girl, Kaya. Oh, Mazel tov. On the 22nd of July. So, Paul, congratulations. Awesome. And, yeah, we're looking forward to meeting her when you come out next time to Australia. Beautiful. I saw the Wolfpack have made some signings, and we'll get into that. We'll probably do a Wolfpack episode in the off-season, but it's starting to come along. I better go check my letterbox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds over the course of the off-season. Brooksy, thank you for your time. I know you're a busy fellow. You're off to your day job yes. in Rio. Yep. All our viewers should watch the Olympic coverage and yeah. give a shout-out to Brooksy if you can. Thanks for your time. We will talk next week, my friend. Until then, I will say, Marcus, bye for now. See you, see you later. As I watched him struggling, I realized that something was obstructing its breathing. From where I was standing, I could see directly into the eye of the great fish. Mal. Whatever. <laughs> hey, what did you do next? Well, then, from out of nowhere, a huge tidal wave lifted me, tossed me like a cork, and I found myself right on top of him, face to face with the blowhole. <laughs> I could barely see from the waves crashing down upon me, but I knew something was there. So I reached my hand in, felt around, and pulled out the obstruction. What is that, a Titleist? A hole in one, huh?